0: Hey, what's up everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys and gals out to another face, another YouTube live with yours truly, where my goal is to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use and to also help you make sense of your life. So if you're watching this for the very first time or you watched a previous video of mine, but you have yet to hit the subscribe button, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and hitting the bell because no man, no woman knows the hour when Coach Josh is going to do a live video. But for those who's joining me live, do me a big favor as you come in, or if you're watching this later, as you come in, hit that like button, hit that share button, because I hopefully, not hopefully, I truly believe that what God has to speak to me today uh, will bless bless those that are connected to you. So go ahead and like, go ahead and share. Um, what else? For those who's listening, <clears throat> Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. I want to say thank you all so much for listening. And for all those who's watching, just want to say thank you all so much. I'm going to get into the live uh, chat box to see who's here. Let me know where y'all watching from, what city, what state, what country, wherever you want to let me know. And let's get to answer some, some of you guys' questions so that we can get right into it. Crystal Redeem says, what's going on? Hey, how you feeling? God bless you too, favorite one. What's going on, Cassandra Adams? Hello, family. Be blessed. God bless you too, Amanda. What's going on, Amanda? I know you, Giselle Paris, How you doing, Charlene? No, no Hey, I'm on this. Uh, welcome. We're glad to have you. <clears throat> hey, from Miami. What's going on? Hey, Coach. Tips on overcoming fear. Great question, Dave. We already getting started. Let's get right into it, Dave. The, the, the tips that I have um, to help you overcome fear is simple. Um, whatever you feed the most. Leads the most. Um, right now, you either walk in, in regards to the right way, whether fear or faith. When you understand that fear paralyzes, it kind of gives you momentum to go forward. And the scripture says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Those are the three things that will help you overcome the effects of fear. The devil's ultimate objective is to make you afraid because fear paralyzes. His goal is to make sure that you are stagnant, that you are not progressive in the things that you were purposed for. <clears throat> so many people have, become, uh, have plateaued when it Came to the when it comes to the pursuit of their purpose, calls them not to profit um, themselves or profit the kingdom of God. And that's the devil's ultimate objective because God has hidden inside of you or packaged inside of you um, um, uh, uh, things to pursue, things to become, um, so that you can prosper and be successful, and not just for your success. We're talking about holistic success. We're talking about not only just financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, Um, things are within you that as you operate and engage in your purpose or engage in the area where you feel afraid, you will begin to see yourself grow and manifest the will of God. Now, the Bible says, he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind those are the three only ways that you can overcome fear is to recognize that god did not give you a spirit of fear so anytime you feel afraid that's either your natural disposition as a human being or a demonic uh um, presence to try to pull you away from pursuing what you need to do now the best way to overcome that fear is to process why you're afraid. See, God is always going to lead you into places where you're going to feel nervous, um, that you may feel afraid, because anything that God wants you to is going to be bigger than your ability, because if so, there will be no need for God. That's why God gives you God-sized things to accomplish or God-sized things to pursue so that you will remain dependent and humble in, in regards to God submitting unto him, um, helping you to progress. Now, the thing that God gives us is power, the power that comes from his Holy Spirit spirit of power that comes from recognition of power that comes from understanding your position in God. Your greatest weaponry against the enemy is your position. And in that position, you have power, which means authority. He did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, not your own might, not your own ability, not your own uh, uh, um, willingness or zeal or desire, but it is a supernatural power. You cannot overcome fear in your own effort. Now you can go forward in your own effort, but you're going to go as you could only go but so much go. You could only go but so far because there's going to come a place where you're going to be gripped by fear, where you're going to need God to guide you. So number one that he gives you is power. What you got to do is you got to get to know that power that's in you, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost power. When you commune with the Holy Spirit and get to know him and spend time with him, you will begin to build your confidence. And when you begin to track the the supernatural power of God that's manifested every day, when it came came to waking you up this morning, when it came to uh, whatever he may have done in your day, then as you begin, to look at the goodness of God, then you will build a level of, of faith in him, knowing that even when you are faced with a situation that you feel afraid of, you know the Holy Spirit will give you power. Jesus, the Bible says, don't worry about what you're going to say in that hour, for he'll give you what to say. Don't worry about what you're going to do in a certain hour. God will give you the wisdom on what to do, power. Number two, the second tip that I can give you is that the Bible says he did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and love. Love is key. The perfect love of God is what casts out all fear. Those who are, what comes with fear is torment. Anyone who is operating in fear has not been perfected by God's love. The more you get to know that uh, God's love and who he is, then you will begin to, to walk in a greater level of, of, of authority and, and strength because because you know you love. There's nothing uh, uh, more precious than a person whose confidence is anchored in God's love for them. When someone is loved, They're more confident. Look at children. The children that grew up in a very balanced, loving home are confident kids because they know they are loved. They were shaped by love. But when you get to know the greater level of love, which is God, man, that perfect love will cast out all fear because you know God loves you and and God will not lead you into a place where his love won't keep you. He won't lead you into his place where his love won't strengthen you. And then no matter what fear you face, if it's what you're supposed to face, now fear grips you if you in a place of, if you in a foreign place. But if you in a place of faithfulness with God, there will be His love that says, "Son, you can do this. Daughter, you can do this. David, you can do this." So His love would get rid of that fear. But in order to walk in love and walk in faith, you got to get to know love Himself, which is God. The third thing that will help you overcome uh, fear is. A sound mind. So, what you have to do, you have to learn through the Holy Spirit to cast down vain imaginations. You have to have a sound mind, a mind, one mind, one sound, one band, one sound that that you are endeavoring to adopt or to adapt to the mind of Christ, and that comes from going into the Word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The more you get into God's Word, the more your mind is renewed. The more your mind is renewed, the more um, you're able to to reach into the place that you're supposed to. So the Three things that will help you. What I need for you to do is to uh, meditate on, I think it's first Timothy two or something, but look it up Uh, that God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. As you meditate on that, you will begin to see that fear wane as you grow in it. Good question, family. Pennsylvania, what's going on? Call me. Ken says, how can you be a, how can you be a good culture? How can you be good? I'm sorry. Uh, call me Ken. Let me see if you if you fixed it real quick. Let me scroll down real quick, see if you... How can you be a good... Uh, what you saying, Ken? Let me know what you saying. I'm going to scroll down and make sure I answer your question. <clears throat> Comment. Let me know what your question is, bro, so I can go ahead and um uh, serve you, man, because I want to understand your question. Let's see. Are you still there, my brother? If I see you down at the bottom, I'll come back to your question, man. How can you be a good? Well, let me let me I think I know what you're talking about. How can you be a good? I'm sorry, man. I really because my brain needs to grasp words. And if I get jumbled in my mind and I, I can't really get into my flow, honey, love, what's up? Christopher Dean watching for Houston, Texas. Thank you. Honey love says, hi, Joshua, children of narcissists. So many of us are from families, but who, but who are narcissists with no souls? If narcissists are real people and they're real people, children come from real families. If I think I'm gonna process your question, I'm gonna see what I see, what I'm you getting from it. Um, what I mean by narcissist people, there may be people who adopt that behavior, but there are a group of people that were created. People that don't have any souls. Um, that I don't really know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna get to y'all's two questions again, because my my brain's getting jumbled. Favorite from Tulsa. Thank you for watching. Jennifer Gillum says, "Hey, Coach." I just want to say thank you for everything. No question. Just wanted to tell you you're awesome. Thank you so much, Jennifer. God gets the glory. I'm glad he's using me to impact your life and others. Thank you so much for your kind words. I'm glad um, this material and these resources are blessing you. Hey, coach Josh from Wisconsin. Thank you for watching Priscilla. Pink October says, Hey coach, balancing single mother school and my business is a hard. How can I balance Detroit? Thank you for watching from Detroit. Now, um, balance is a supernatural thing given to you by God. I'm, uh, because only God can help you balance everything. Now, what you have to ask yourself is, what unnecessary things are on my plate right now? So right now, you're a single mother, you have school and you have your business. And you have to understand that is extremely hard. Um, And when you get past the understanding that it's gonna be hard, then you will put your hardest work towards it. it's not impossible. Um, it's nothing wrong uh, with with having a moment of venting, but do not allow it to consume you. Because no matter what, you have three things in front of you um, um, that 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 you that possibly you feel God is placing. Now the real question is is to make sure that you're supposed to be in school right now, or that you're supposed to pursue your business right now. Everything's about wisdom. At the end of the day, you got to be a single mom, so there's nothing you can uh, minimize there. But when it comes to school and business, you got to examine yourself and say, hey man, am I at a place of burnout? Because God is not going to give you grace for something that, what I mean by grace, we're not talking about for your salvation. We're talking about grace to do something, power to get an assignment done if he didn't call you to it. So the real thing that I would advise you to do is really spend time with God and say, God, was I supposed to be in school this semester? Where in my business should I pull back or push forward? God, give me wisdom on how I can balance my life. So I won't uh, uh, find my life all over the place. So that's the first place you got to start. Is saying, God, am I doing too much right now? One thing I cannot change is my 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 me you being a mother. Uh, tell God I know I'm not going to change that, but do not sacrifice motherhood to get your business popping to get your school finished. Everything is based upon not just only you, but also the stress, also the level of 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 need. Of your children, that's your first thing. God will supply all of your needs according to His riches and glory. But His, He's glorified when you are are there present as a mother. Most people they sacrifice their family um, for success, but then find that they have to utilize even more time, even more resources, even more money to redeem their children to help their children. they, if they, <clears throat> they would have just spent time with them, would have would have balanced everything out. There's nothing wrong with putting um, a family first and what i mean by first after god after you, you and then them everything else has to has to find its place after those people and everyone else is taken care of. So that's the real question you gotta ask yourself: Is hey, uh, um, um, should I be in school right now? Should I should I go so hard for my business? And the Holy Spirit will tell you, hey, I think you need to just put your business on the shelf. Hey, I think this should be your last semester for a couple of years because little Newt, Newt, little Susie Jew, she gonna need you or whatever. The Holy Spirit will guide you from there on out. Divine 15 says, hey, coach, best advice for an employee who's working under managers who act as if they are above everyone. They allow their title to get to them. First off, great question. Uh, My advice to you is this. Um, when you work unto the Lord, you have no one to worry about. When you work unto the master, you will meet the expectation of every manager. And so what we have to understand is that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The devil is going to try to use the spirit in your coworker, the the hardiness in your coworker to try to get you in your feelings, which will affect your performance, which will give them a reason to put even more eyes on you, which will even give them even more reason to, 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 to bother you. So what you do is you don't fight flesh to flesh. You fight You just stay faithful to God and working unto him. There's every job I've been, God has promoted me or given me favor because I worked unto him. Um, um, It doesn't matter if a manager didn't like me because I work unto the Lord, their bosses, bosses gave me favor. And so what you have to understand is promotion doesn't come from the East or the West. You see what I'm saying? It comes from the Lord. So if you work unto the Lord at his level of being committed, being consistent, being a person of character, being a... Um, and all those different things Then you will naturally Find yourself elevating Or success And he even said That he'll make your enemies Your footstool You will have favor With your enemies You will have favor With your coworkers And nobody can pluck you Out of a place Especially if you're doing What God wants you to do And you're being faithful No one can pluck you Out of a place That God has planted you And so what will happen is Either God removes you And elevates you to the better To a better job Or he plucks that manager out And he puts someone else That will give you favor And so do not consume yourself with the character of a person. Consume yourself in the character of God and the character that he wants you to have at that job. And over time, you will begin to see the favor of God manifest himself because you will naturally be working at a level of excellence that would exceed the expectations of your managers. That's the that's the principle that I live by. Because I work unto the Lord, I'm always at the right place where I need to be. I'm always doing my job and I'm always getting favor. And so, hey, coach, best advice for an employee who's working on the managers, who act as if they are above everyone, serve them extra with kindness. Don't be don't be disrespected, but be kind, do your job, uh, go the extra mile, um, do it unto the Lord. And working unto the Lord looks like this. your own time, you leave, you get there early, you leave later. And even while you leaving, while you wait to leave later, if you can, if you don't have other obligations, you do extra work. You, 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 you be intentional because, because when you have the mindset that they're working for you and you not for them, then you utilize that opportunity to work on you, to elevate your skill sets, to elevate your empathy, to elevate your intentionality so that you will be able to, to grow in skill set, grow in awareness to be able to get to a higher level. And, and that's what happens when you're working to the Lord. You get there early, you stay there late, you, 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 you be intentional, you meet needs, even if they don't see the needs, you... You, you you um you uh capitalize on opportunities um uh, and when you do those different things and you're kind and you're a pleasant person and even when someone um uh, talks about you or tries to get you in your feelings you realize the demon in them and so you don't entertain that demon in them so what you do is you renew their mind with kindness and then watch over time you will have favor even with people even with people that don't like you. I've seen seen it done in my own life. I've seen people who try to mess with my position and try to say whatever they want to say about me and they don't even work there no more. I'm still standing because God placed me there. And so, so that's the confidence that you need to have, but that as you work unto the Lord, you will exceed the expectations of any manager, but do not allow the character flaws or the emotional instability or the hardiness or puffed up man- mindset of a manager cause you to get in your feelings because demons love for you to get into the feelings. But if you notice the facts behind the foe that's in uh, the manager, then they will have to submit themselves to you because they cannot, supersede you. Hope they help. <clears throat> and even if they let their title get to them, your title as a daughter supersedes their title as a manager. It's simple as that. So when you work into the Lord and your title is daughter of God and Son of God, you will always be successful no matter where you are. Carl Ken says fit. Let me look at your question again. Uh how can you be a good fit in a culture of okay? How can you be a good fit at your job? Uh, first off, the best way to fit is to not compromise. Um uh, the best way to fit is to be legit. You see what I'm saying? And 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 what I do is I already know that Anybody at my job can tell you that I, as an individual, is so not solely responsible, but I play a major role in creating a culture at the school that I work at. Because I'm a child of God, because I, I, I'm aware of suffer the children, forbid them not. You see what I'm saying? Like when kids come to me, I, I listen to them Um <clears throat> and no matter what my principal needs me to do I'm doing it whether it's outside or within the guidelines of my job description I do it but but I have a smile the joy of the lord becomes a culture that I set people come to me for advice because I do not allow the environment to dictate my 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 vibe I allow my vibe to dictate the environment so what happens you have to understand is that do not become a product of your environment but make your environment a product of you and you do that by making by Capitalize on the joy-filled environment of your home. If your home is full of joy, and you have uh, uh, regiments and disciplines, uh, uh, and just natural engagement with God that builds that 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 fervor, that builds that joy, that no matter where you go, your shoes are showered with the preparation of peace. That you, no matter where you go, peace goes. No matter where you go, joy goes. No matter where you go, kindness goes, love goes, long suffering goes. And when you begin to fellowship with the Spirit of God, you will begin to bear ripe fruits of fruits of the spirit you see what i'm saying and those fruits are is what everybody's looking for everybody's looking for jo- love everybody's looking for joy everybody's looking for kindness Everybody's looking for long suffering. Everybody's looking for goodness. Everybody's looking for the fruits of the spirit, but they find, they try to find it through addictions and through emotional attachments. But when you become a pure source of the fruit of the spirit, you can, you will by default, just because you carry the spirit of God at a high level, by default, you'll change the environment of wherever you are. So don't worry about fitting in. Just make sure that you legit within. You still be separate. You still be committed because people respect standards. Many people compromise because they want to be accepted, but because you're accepted by God, you can go in any environment and be kind and be gentle and be loving and be nurturing, but not compromise. So how not to uh, 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 feel as if you fit out or left out, is to realize, man, no matter where you go on that job, God is with you. So you can always be in a state of fellowship. I pray in the spirit often. Anytime I have idle time, I got the Bible playing on my phone. You see what I'm saying? So I'm always in fellowship with God, no matter where I'm at, because I know, that he's with me. So don't worry about fitting in. Don't worry about the culture of your job. You create a culture that no matter where you go, the aura about you, the 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 10 to 15 yard radius of you is impacted by your presence because you have immersed yourself in the presence of God at home and you carry that presence with you at a high level that affects the culture that people just can't help but give you favor people just can't help but look out for you because because of one that you're looking and searching for hope that Great questions, y'all. Lizzie Lewis says, "How do you be content in season of singleness?" Been doing your single course, but it's still hard. Yes, when you realize that singleness is hard, it is hard to do anything worthwhile. If it's worthwhile, it's going to be a worth. It's going to be a lot of work. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand that it is hard, see what I what I realize in life that the things that I want the most, I realize it takes the most work. If you're afraid of work, you ain't gonna work it. You see what I'm saying? If you're afraid to work hard, you're gonna hardly have anything. And that's the mindset you gotta have. It's not looking at how hard singleness is, but looking at is my heart hard in any kind of way? Is my heart hard towards God? Is my heart hard towards this season? Because your heart will determine just how much real estate you gain in a season that you're in. And once you get into your mind that singleness Is not easy to navigate, that you will have tough moments, then you will become a little bit more humble and more dependent on God in this season to give you perspective. The reason why things seem overwhelming is because there's a lack of perspective of why you are in the midst of this, right? And so when you understand that contentment is a difficult place to get to, that that contentment is a is a way of thinking, that contentment is a way of living. And when you get to your mind through your mind that yes, you're right, Josh. Singleness is difficult. Once you get over that and you have a work ethic, it, what everyone has to understand is that you have to have a solid work ethic to be successful at anything. That comes with singleness, that goes with marriage, that goes with parenting, I'm sure, when I, that goes with ministry. I know for sure. That goes with anything in life. If you don't have a solid work ethic, you ain't going to make it. So you got to get out of your mind that singleness is hard. Well, you got to accept the fact that singleness is hard, but make sure that you're not hard hearted and your hard heart is is not contributing to making it harder than what it needs to be. Um, Your skill set, your work ethic will make singleness easier, even through the hard points, hard parts. How do you be contending the season of singleness? Reason is understand that seasons don't last long. Um, but how you embrace the season will determine how long the season goes. The, the person that you become, the se- because listen, it takes seasons to become seasoned. You want to be a seasoned single. Uh, you want to be a seasoned man, a seasoned woman, adding flavor to a marriage. You see what I'm saying? You don't want to be stale. The reason why uh, uh, um, 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 your your marriages and and opportunities are not evident in a person life is because they're stale. God's like, you ain't adding no flavor to this. You haven't embraced any of these seasons. You haven't been marinated in my word. You haven't hid the word in my heart that you might not sin against me. You didn't do anything in your singleness, and now when you don't wasted three or four. Four years of doing nothing. Now you done made the season of singleness even more unbearable, and that's what the devil wants. He wants you to have unnecessary consequences, unnecessary soul ties, unnecessary emotional attachments, unnecessary um, perspectives to make it even harder. And, and since we don't, most people don't have solid spiritual disciplines and a solid spiritual work ethic, they don't even know how to overcome the doubt, the worry, and time. Time in itself can be overwhelming. But that's what happens when people don't know God, people don't know the things of God, people don't have no spiritual discipline. The churches are only um, giving you cupcake messages. That's what happens. So then when you find yourself facing a hardship, the Bible says endure hardship like a good soldier. That's what you got to do. And there's nothing around it. There's nothing soft about this. It is hard for a reason because those who want it will do whatever it takes to make sure they're the persons that can manage it. And and you gotta look at your heart and say, Man, what how are how, how am I with how am I with disciplines? Where is my work ethic? Am I solid in my and am, am I soft with my work ethic? Because the more the, because this is what happens with people. People think that God's just gonna give them something. God, God gave you something already. He gave you Jesus, period. He already gave everything else. I mean, there's a lot of things that's freely given, but we're talking about if you want a marriage if you want to be successful you got to work work god ain't just going to give you because it's something that you learn when you work for something you know when a man gets a woman easy he he didn't have to work for he's not going he not going to work to keep her if you don't work hard to get it you won't work hard to keep it because it's in the working towards it that makes you understand it and appreciate it you see what I'm saying so that's my advice to you singleness singleness is hard work man Marriage is hard work. So if you can't handle the hard work of singleness, you ain't you ain't gonna be successful with the hard work of marriage. So my advice to you is, is to understand that anything worth having is gonna take a, it's gonna take work, it's gonna take hard work, and you gotta examine your or your heart to make sure it's not hardened towards God, hardened towards this season. Because if it is, you're not gonna embrace the work of this season, and you're not gonna maximize the season It's gonna help you be successful for the next season. Great questions, y'all. Uh, let's see. Honey Love says, Hey, also, is it okay as a Christian to make money through other company advertising shown on public platforms, social media? Ain't nothing wrong. If the Holy Spirit says it's wrong for you, it's wrong for you. There's nothing wrong uh, with making money as long as you're not compromising. You see what I'm saying? Um, you just got to make sure, um, that you're not, that you're not money hungry. That if the Holy Spirit says, Hey, I don't think you should monetize this or do that, then you just do it. Um, but there's nothing wrong with making money Um, through companies, advertising shown on public platform, anything like that. Nothing wrong with that unless the Holy Spirit tells you it's wrong, um, unless you know for for a fact that um, it's caused you to compromise or pursue money more than him. Um, But there's nothing wrong with being successful and making money and through multiple revenue streams. Nothing wrong with it. Favorite one says, how do you get over being scared of spiritual warfare like fear of retaliation? First off, uh, the enemy knows um, that most people are not ready are not mentally uh uh prepared uh, for warfare so so in order to manage warfare in any season, you have to understand your position. Your position is where your power is. Um, If anything happens to an ambassador over a country, the country will go to war for that ambassador. That ambassador represents a country. When you understand that you are an ambassador of the kingdom of God, that if you once you know your position, not only as daughter or son, but as an ambassador of God, then you will be able to walk in any realm because you only walk in realms that God has released you to walk in because no ambassador goes to a country that the president or the leader of that country did not send them to. And there's not no guarantee there will be support there because you was not sent there. You went on your own effort. But if you are in tune with God, that's why the Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, unto God, resist the devil and he'll flee. That's your spiritual warfare tactic. And I'm actually going to be talking about singleness and spiritual warfare this Thursday um, for the purpose of singleness course. So if you're watching this and you want to know more about spiritual warfare, make sure you tune in. Um, This Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be talking about spiritual warfare and singleness and, and how to prepare yourself in the battles that you will face in singleness. So I'll go extremely, uh, I will go deeper in that this Thursday. So make sure you stay tuned. If you can't join me live, no worries. The video will repost on YouTube where you can be able to come back to it. Um, But to answer your question at the moment is to realize that you are a daughter and son of God, that you are an ambassador for a particular realm of influence, and that he has given you authority to trample over scorpions and things. And he also said that uh, nothing by any means will hurt you. And when the word of God becomes your faith builder, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The more you begin to process the word of God, the more confidently you become, the more confident you become. If you don't know the word, if you don't know your position as a daughter and son, if you don't know that you're an ambassador, you don't even know where you're sent to, then the enemy will play with your mind and thinking that, oh, uh, 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 let's make her afraid. Let's make him afraid of retaliation. No, no. It's called proactive warfare, not reactive warfare. Reactive warfare is responsibility responding after the attack. Proactive warfare is stopping the attacks before they even form. The Bible says, uh, uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Weapons will be formed, but your proactive warfare will ensure they will not prosper against you. Now, what does proactive warfare looks like? It's basically understanding, first off, who you are in Christ and your authority in him, and knowing that you have power even over any any realm, no matter how high. Satan himself, demonic attacks, but you have to understand that your strength cannot be in you, that you have to operate in the strength of God, because the devil and you, you will lose every time. But the devil versus the you and God, you'll win every time. So when you stand in what He, when in what the Word of God says about who you are, which means you have to start going online and studying who you are in Christ, our authority in Christ. Go to Google right now and type in "my authority and uh, scriptures on my authority in Christ," scriptures about um, sonship and 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 being a child of God and and ambassadors of God, and when you begin to study that, your faith will build because the Holy Spirit will recognize the word that you're reading and will strengthen you by it so that when you step into your day, this is what I do every day. In the name of Jesus, I counsel every plot, every scheme, every hex, every spell, every, every, every tactic of the enemy. Now in Jesus' name, no weapon formed against me will prosper today. A thousand may fall at my left, 10,000 in my right hand, but it won't come near me. Um, uh, with long life, God will satisfy me. So I counseled a plot of death against me and they have to listen. And I realized as I grew in maturity that the more I did proactive warfare, I rarely get retaliations. I rarely do because I counsel their plots and schemes. But if I start getting into just living my life and just 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 coasting through Christianity and surface level saints, coasting Christians and surface level saints. And then when a de- when a devil hits you, you, you you retaliate. You're you're responding to what he did today, and you ain't even canceled what he's gonna do tomorrow. And you still responded to what he did yesterday. So you're caught up in this whirlwind of responding that you have reactive warfare, and now you're overwhelmed. But as you get to a place that you uh, that you gird yourself and get to know God for who He really is, and really process what it means to be an authority, uh, uh, uh um, the bear the name of Christ. You'll be proactive with your warfare. You won't be scared of retaliation because they can't harm you. They can't touch you. You have been sealed by his spirit, but you but it takes this the renewing of your mind. You got to change the way you view them. And the only way you can change the way you view them is through reading his word. But my friend. I got a book on spiritual warfare called World War Me. If you want the book for me, go to Amazon right now. You can purchase it. Just right-type in Joshua Ezzi, or you can go to my website, imunplugged.com forward slash worksheets, and you can download the PDF of that book for free. So if you want the book in hand, then you can get it. And I have scriptures in the back of the book that will help you meditate. The Bible says, uh, David said, I hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so I got scripts in the back, a hundred plus scripts in the back and I have, I break down the whole armor of God. But if you want to understand spiritual warfare and singleness, join me this Thursday, um, January 30th, when I be talking about singleness and spiritual warfare. And, um, the enemy is going to try to retaliate. But when you start understanding who you are in Christ and you are proactive in your warfare, man, you are barely recognized even around. Hope the help. Raw Scout says, hey, coach, how do I resist lustful temptations when I feel I need to get it off of me? It's hard to focus. I need to help. Um, idle time leads to idle hands. Idle time leads to an idle mind idle mind leads to idle hands, idle hands leads to idle worship. So when you have idle time and you don't have productive time and you're not putting your hands to purpose work, then, then I, that idle time will leave your mind idle. You have to work your mind or your mind will work against you. See what I'm saying? So when you are productive in the, in the purpose of God and you rarely have idle time, then your mind will always be at work in, in, in producing um, on what God to itemize the ideas that God has for you or to manage the ideas he has for you. Then your hands will be at work and there will be nowhere else for your hands to be. You see what I'm saying? If your mind has no focus, if your time has no, if your time doesn't have no purpose, your mind won't have no focus. If your mind doesn't have a focus, your hands will wander, and when your hands will wander, you will end up finding yourself bowing down before an idol in worship. And so, what you have to look at is how do you spend your time? Most people who do not have their purpose or are overburdened by pursuing a purpose that God never t- purposed for them to pursue find themselves in moments of one side procrastination uh, 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 procrastination leads to uh impure habits because you got so much time or on the other side you're overly productive that you're so burdened so tired that you feel that I got to get this uh uh I got to get this tension or stress off of me so you start doing other things so you can through procrastination through idle time you'll find yourself your hands busy and doing lustful things or in overproducing too much outside of the pace of god you will find yourself um, Practice certain things to kind of ease the unnecessary stress that you allowed in your life by adding too much on your plate. So observe your time. You, I want you to track your time. Every hour, I want you to track. I want you to break up your 24 hours in um, six-hour increments. Six times four, so six-hour increments. And and I want you to write down between this time I'm doing this, because if you if you if you fill in that idle time. With, with with intentional work and pursuing your purpose or pursuing to get to know your purpose or to pursue to get to know God. And get to get Do you know how many attributes you can study about God to occupy that time? How much self-examination and self uh, personal development you can do to occupy the idle time? There's no excuse. So you got to look at your time And say, how am I using my time? Am I using my time effectively? When in the day am I my weakest? And you're going to have weak moments, but you surround yourself with great support systems. Meaning, right now, if you know for a fact there are certain things that are within arm's reach, of you and it calls you to stumble, you got to remove it. It is better, the Bible says, it's better to, uh, uh, if your eye offend thee, pluck it out. For it's better to go to heaven with one eye than to bust held wide open with both eyes. If your right hand offends you, cut it off. It's better for you to go to heaven with one hand than to go to hell with both hands. What that means is, is, is not literal. What he's saying is, he's saying, hey, whatever it takes, go to the extreme. If you know internet is a problem for you, remove the internet off your phone. Just do nothing but text and call. If if that means if that's even if that's too much, get you a flip phone. If a flip phone's too much, get a beeper. You see what I'm saying? If if, if Wi-Fi's too much at the home, get rid of it. Do whatever it takes to get rid of it. So even if you try to reach for it, you 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 can't even you can't even get to it because it's out of your reach. There's always a way to to position you to go in the right direction of your purpose. So how do you resist lustful temptation? Is make sure. That you gird your environment at home in, 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 in purity. And so what I mean by that, bro, is man, really... You just got to make sure home is good. You got to say, you know, if internet's a problem, I got to get rid of internet. Because if home is, is not taken care of, if home is not purified, then you're going to always be attacked by demonic spirits. You got to remove certain stuff that you watch. You you got to go through a detox. Detox means, okay, what are the things, people, or enjoyments that are in my life right now that contributes to me having a lustful mind? You have a lustful mind because of lustful environments or lustful Uh, uh, engagements. And so the more you minimize those different things and build your faith up in the process, because as you remove those demons out of your life, and I got a spiritual warfare prayer that goes to that free book on my website too, as you purge yourself of those demonic spirits, and then you begin to purge your home by removing those different things, you just can't leave the house empty. The Bible says when a demon has left this house, it'll go over and go away for a period of time, but it'll come back. But when it comes back and see that the house has been swept clean, but it hasn't been... And feel it gets seven other demons greater than him, and the worst state of that person, that the end state of that person, is worse than where they began. Meaning that that you got to fill yourself with the word of God, fill yourself up with the purpose of God, fill yourself up with 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 a new identity. And as you do that, man, when those lustful thoughts come in, you'll cast them down because I got to get to this work. Lust don't lust don't pay bills, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sin don't sin can pay bills, but man, it it, it gives a very poor life. That's my advice. It is hard to focus. It's hard to focus when you have nothing to focus on. So observe your time, your idleness and all the idols that's in your heart and then renew your mind. Because once your mind is renewed, your hands become new or it pursues a new work. Hope that helps. Got time for maybe two more. I'm trying to just do about 45 minutes a day. But I hope these this QA is a blessing to you so far. If you're watching this right now, we got 94 people watching. Go ahead and hit that like button. Um, and it helps this channel grow and gains traction. So thank you in advance for, for your support and liking and sharing and all that good stuff. Lizzie Lewis. Oh, that's a great question. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, y'all talking. Okay, Jared. My bad fan. I ain't even gonna, gonna try your last name. Please forgive me. I ain't even gonna try. Jared says, hey coach, there's this girl I like, but don't know personally. Should I just uh but don't know her personally? Should I just pray about it or try to get to know her as a friend? Um never use friendship. Uh well, how can I put this? Don't use friendship as a as a way to get to know a person because that friendship. Your motive relationship. You see what I'm saying? So what I would do is I would give her completely over to God. I wouldn't worry about her. I won't think about her because why waste your time getting to know what could be good for you and you miss out on what's the best for you? Now right? there's a lot of women out there that that are compatible with you um uh, um they they will work well with you um they will do y'all will do great things together, but when it comes to the person that God has for you, that's a purpose person um see see there may be women that are compatible there may be men that's compatible to women I may be compatible uh women may be compatible- there's a lot of compatibility, but when it comes to purpose. There's there's one person for that, and and a lot of people say, well, Josh, what if they, what if my husband dies? God already knew that person was going to die, so that person was never originally yours in the first place. It don't matter what happens to a person. God already knows. God ain't the type of guy's going to be like, ah, oh, that's all I have for you. I'm so sorry. No, God already know. That's just that 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 type of question is from man's standpoint versus from God's standpoint. Everything in life has to be viewed from His vantage point because when you understand His vantage point, everything within your sphere of life makes sense. So if you say, well, oh, oh, I feel this zeal or I feel eager, or, I feel pressed to get those this person because what if she's it? That if you're pressed to do anything, you're not impressed by God. Because if you're impressed by God, you ain't pressed to do anything. When you're pressed for something, then you have lost... You have lost being impressed by God and God's character and nature and lightness hasn't been impressed on you. No matter wh- anything that you are the most impressed by is is Im- putting an impression on you, and see, and it's if, and that impression is is flooding into your character, It's flooding into your actions. So, if you're pressed. There's nothing wrong with liking somebody, but never be pressed for somebody because then you're going to end up making that person your idol. And then what demons in them or whatever personality trait or whatever influence on them is going to be there. It's going to be an impression on you. And then but there's no imprint of God on you. So, um, yes, it's nothing. uh, Listen, there's nothing wrong with liking somebody. Um, I would just pray and give it over to God and examine your heart. God, was I about to make her idol? Do I still have an idolatry problem? Do I have do, am I idolizing the idea of relationship, the idea of love? God, am I really impressed by you? Am, am, I, am I really do I really put you above everything? When you begin to ask, ask yourself those type of questions, you'll begin, you'll begin to lose sight or those things, even her will become dim in comparison to in comparison to the divine. You see what I'm saying? So I would not try to get to know her um, because that's not fair to her. And that's not fair to you to try to say I'm gonna try to be her friend and at being her friend you had intention the whole time to be her her husband you see what I'm saying and then all of a sudden now you're 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 causing more damage than than need to be so give it over to God don't pursue because pursuing is gonna confuse her pursuing is gonna confuse you even if you're pursuing a friendship because pursuing a friendship we all know. Two people who are attractive to each other can't be friends. It's going to turn into something deeper, and 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 what it what the best thing to do is trust it with God, and be cordial, be nice, but do not pursue anything with her without a clearance from God. And that's my advice to you, family. Crystal Redeem says. How do you deal with Christian friends who are in different season stages of their life and tend to burden you with their issues like they are married with kids and you single? Uh, be very clear with them. Hey, you married, I'm single. First off, I'm single. What kind of advice can I give you? Uh, first off, uh, uh, every burden of a person should be bearable to you because they went to God first. You may be a person that God used to help bear a burden, but not to bear the burden. Now, see, see, part of the burden means I'm there, if you need me, I'm accountability. I'm a friend, but when and when things get when another person's life is making your life heavier, then you got to have a clear communication conversation with them and say, Hey, with all due respect, man, and and I have so much love for you in your situation, but I am ill-equipped to handle this type of information. So I, I'll, I'll be praying for you, but I think you should go to your pastor. I think you should go to this and do that um, um, because at this point in my life, your 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 life situations that you chose to be in being is creeping into my life, causing me to lose sleep, causing me to feel heavy, causing me not to focus on my purpose. And that's not fair to you. It is not fair for married people to pull the weight of the marriage they chose to be in on people that need that time, need that energy, need that focus to be on their singleness. You see what I'm saying? So what I would do, Crystal, is have a conversation with them and say, hey, look, man, I love you. You know I do. But man, I can't help you with this you got to give it over to God because this thing is becoming too heavy for me to bear and 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 you have that right because you don't need unless God wants you to bear that burden but you can't a single person cannot is they are ill equipped to bear the burdens of a married person because you're not married there's no way you understand. Yes, you may be a good listener or whatever, but that person has to learn to go to God. About three to four years ago, I changed a lot of my advice giving. When someone comes to me about something, I even feel like, oh, that's just too heavy for me. I don't even feel like, I don't even, I always, I'll say stuff like this. What has God said about it? Well, coach, I just thought, what did God say about it? Go talk to him. Then come back to me. Come back to me in two weeks. after have to talk to God because, because if you didn't go to God first, how can I confirm? You know what I'm saying? Well, how can I affirm? How can I confirm? I'm here to confirm what God has told you. But if you didn't go to God first, then I'm outside of my uh, jurisdiction. I'm outside of my uh, job description. So so, so, what you have to do is to say, hey, man, I'm only here to affirm, to confirm. And and, and if I got to be firm, I'll be firm through the help of the Holy Ghost. But, but if you don't go to him first, I'm no use. So my job is to send you back to God. So your job is to say, hey, man, I love you. Uh, and I know you got kids, you know, if I need to babysit sometimes, cool, whoop, whoop. but when it comes to something that's too unbearable, have you talked to God about this? Have you talked to your pastor about this? Because I'm ill-equipped to do this at the moment. And that's my advice to you. I learned that people, if you let them, will put their burdens on you and you up to two in the morning, and you got to be at work at nine and you doing all this for all these different people. And then when they get off the phone, they go right to sleep and you like this. So, you know what I tell people? Coach closes at 10 o'clock for these videos, depending on if I do it late. Coach Josh is closed at a certain time. But you know who's open 24-7, 7-11? Jesus. Holy Spirit is open all the time. Me? I close. You have to close sometimes. Because you gotta, you gotta do inventory. I gotta do inventory with my wife. I gotta look on the shelf of her life. Okay, what's expired here? What can I, what can I make fresh here? Um, I got, I gotta do inventory. I gotta close. You know, I gotta close the shop down because if I keep letting customers come in, I won't, I won't be able to have the right maintenance and and I, the inventory checks. The the new the truck them came in. I can't even unpack my own blessing because I'm carrying your burden. Woo. I refuse to have a truck full of blessings for me to be to maximize my life and I don't I, I'm too tired to un, unload my blessing because I'm carrying your burden. I hate to think like mama would say. So you got to close often to do inventory, to to restock shelves, uh um to count the count the bag. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You don't got time. Enjoy your singleness. Do not let married folk or even single folk who, who chose to be in situations and they are reaping the con is not your, is not your, you were not created um, to suffer the consequences of someone else. They're supposed to give that over to God so that you can remain clear. Now, if God tells you to help support financially or to babysit baby girl, baby boy, then you do your part to help. But anything that makes you feel like a burden, take you away from your singleness, deuces. Time for one more and I gotta go. Make sure my wife ain't texting me. She out and about. Give me one second. Okay. I think I hear her. I think she's home. So you know what that means? I got one more question. I got to do inventory. All right. Crystal Redeem says, how do you already oh, did that? Charlene Norr, last but not least. Hopefully not. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> well, I don't even know what Charlene Norr says, I think the Lord wants to talk to me today. Should I define a relationship with a friend that I have feelings for to protect my heart and prevent emotional? You okay? My wife in the building. You just getting one of my t-shirts? You okay? That's what they do, fellas. They got all kind of t-shirts in their room. You know what I'm saying? t teach all kind of t-shirts in their drawer, t-shirts in their closet. And and it's it's not that they wear your old t-shirt, man. They come and get your nice soft t-shirt. I'm like, bruh, You know what I'm saying? Like that was the t-shirt I was going to wear to hoop the next day. That's a t-shirt I was going to wear as a as a change shirt. But then now, all of a sudden, they come and get your nice soft t-shirt. But hey, see, that's what happens. That's marriage. You know what I'm saying? Nothing belongs to you, fellas. Your shirts. I'll be walking up like, man, my my hoop shirts. How am I supposed to get buckets in this tight shirt? I need something soft fitted. You know what I'm saying? I need something soft when I get buckets. Anyway, back to your question. I think the Lord wants to talk to me today. Yeah, he wants to talk to you every day. Should I define the relationship with the friend that I have feelings for to protect my heart and prevent emotional attachment and disappointment in the future? Great question. I uh, gave advice to someone recently about this. And I told this young lady this. I said, Uh, And I see that you're a lady, so hear me closely. A man who leads by actions without conversation is a man that's setting you up for confusion. Now, what does that mean? A man is supposed to lead by clarity. A man's supposed to lead by by certainty. A man's supposed to lead first by stability. If a man got you feeling like a relationship is different, but he hasn't defined it, then it's not your job to define it. You define it by doing this. Hey, until you get your mind together until you get. Don't don't share your feelings because that's not your job. First off, he's the one that got you in your feelings. But, but you can't allow a man to get you in your feelings if he ain't even defined uh, the reason why he's pursuing you. Because a real man is not gonna let his actions lead beyond his words. He's gonna let his actions follow his words. He'll never let his words follow his actions, hear me a man who leads by action, but does not give clarity to what is going on, you will find yourself confused. A man leads by words with corresponding actions that sustains a woman's security, stability, et cetera. If not, then you ain't going to know what you in. This young lady was telling me that the man told her a few weeks ago that that she was in a friend zone. I said, oh, if a man tells you in a friend zone, then, then get out of his end zone. You see what I'm saying? Because no man throws passes to any woman in the friend zone. No man gives a ring to a woman in the friend zone. You are in the back burner. You the hot dog that get eaten last. You the burnt chicken in the back of the grill and, and that nobody's paying attention to. No, 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 no. You need to run routes for a man that's throwing throwing you passes. He got he don't got nobody, no other wide receivers. You the one, he when you run the route, he throwing passes to you. Hold on, that sounds bad. Bad analogy. I don't I don't think you should run a route for any man. So you know what I'm trying to say is that you're not in a friend zone. So you don't define anything. First off, you distance yourself. You distance yourself and then what he's going to do is this. Oh, what's going on? No, bro. You still asking those kind of questions and you ain't telling me who we is and what we doing? I think the Lord wants to talk to me today he sure is. Should I define a relationship with a friend that I have feelings for to protect my heart? You protect your heart by tucking your heart and 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 going on your merry way. What I would do is I would um I would just I would just start uh <clears throat> establishing your standards. Here we go. This is a great opportunity for you to establish your standards, to establish um your values, and to establish who you are. Um, because a lot of women are succumbing to boy tactics because they still feel like little girls. They, don't, they haven't grown into womanhood. They haven't grown into daughterhood. And so what they is, they still a little girl in their mind. So what little boys do, they come in and play little boy games and the girl wants to go play house. You're over there playing house, but that man ain't putting a ring on your finger. You see what I'm saying? If things have been become backwards. And so when you get, begin to understand that there's a certain way a man is supposed to handle a woman, and approach a woman, then you will create standards that protects you from these nonsense or coming down to their, to their fence, open the fence and letting them in. You see what I'm saying? So you don't, you don't define nothing. A man's supposed to let you know, hey, this is what I'm about. So if you're in a clueless state and you don't have no clarity and and you feel like because your feelings are inflamed and and that you becoming emotional. Listen, you don't listen. If the man ain't told you what you are or what he wants to do or is not pointing you to God or leading you the godly way to pray to see if y'all even legit. Then you got to quit it. If it ain't if it ain't if ain't legit, you quit it. It's that simple. So my advice to you is. Is is just say, here are my standards. And when that man comes in black, like, oh, can we hang out today? Um, treat him like a brother in Christ. Treat him like a friend. And, and let, this is how you treat a man like a friend. Do not give him more than five minutes of your time on the phone. Don't even answer the phone if you don't feel like answering the phone. Don't go nowhere with him. Don't let him pick you up. Don't let him come in your house. Treat him like a friend. If he wants to see you, tell him what church you go to. If he wants to see you, tell him. Tell him don't don't tell him nothing. Just say, hey man, uh, 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 right? You treating me like a friend because a man who wants more than a friendship is going to communicate what he wants, and if you don't want it, then that's on you. But you shouldn't be confused. So you don't define nothing as a woman. You know what I'm saying? You define yourself. You define yourself as a daughter of God and daughter of the most high. And you become disappointed when you do not recognize your position as daughter. You become disappointed when you don't make appointments with God. If your appointments have been distanced from God, then disappointments are inevitable. So what you got to do is draw close to Him. He draw near to me. He said, I'll draw near to you. You see what I'm saying? You got you to gotta grow your identity and your self-worth And, and really know who you are because these boys will play these boys games. And it's, it is, it is all unfortunate. It's like the default setting for a lot of men, because a lot of men haven't been taught how to, how to lead with their words and to ensure there's corresponding actions that keeps their world word valid. But if a man leads with his actions and you didn't hear what y'all doing, but you assume y'all real men makes things clear. Boys keeps confusion. And the Bible says where there's confusion there's every evil work. And there's a lot of women who got caught in evil work because of the confusion, manipulative confusion that a man brought into the situation. So you got to get clarity on who you are as a daughter of God. You got to get clarity on who who you are to him and love yourself, because when you allow the perfect love to cast out all your fear, you begin to love yourself. And when you love yourself, you care for yourself and you won't don't mind saying no, because, you know, God got the right one for you. I think the Lord wants to talk to me today, should I define a relationship with a friend that I have feelings for to protect my heart and prevent emotional attachment and disappointment in the future? Now, if y'all are just friends and he don't know you like him then 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 let God do the rest. you know, let God supernaturally bring the right one your way and trust me I've even as a man, I didn't have to do much work. God brought my wife to my Bible study. you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying so I, even as a man, there was work I had to do, but it wasn't like I had to go do 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 find her. Um, God will God will awaken your man out of his out of his contentment out of his contentment, but out of his rest in God to go after you. And it's that simple. Got to go, y'all. I love y'all so much. I pray this Q and A was a blessing. Share this out with your friends and family. Um, books online: the book on spiritual warfare. Make sure you join me this Thursday. We're gonna be talking about singleness and spiritual warfare. Book dating prep for those who's dating themselves in the love of their life, a confirmed love of their life. Uh, and this book is to help you ask the right questions to keep the right relationship going and to end the wrong one. So, that book also has card games. You can, all that's on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Links in the description box below. Book on Soul Ties and Strongholds. My book, The Purpose of Singleness, is in my book bag downstairs, but that book's available too. Got a book for children, as he says. And I love y'all. Gotta go. Um, If you want to support what we do, our mentoring program starts soon. If you want to give towards that, we'll love your support. If you want to support what I do here, you can do what you do. um, Give whatever the Lord leaves on your heart. Um, Booking, if you want me to come to your city, your church, or whatever, let me know. I only go where I feel God sends. Don't don't get offended. Uh, But uh, send me an email, and let's see what God wants us to do together. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. Time Timestamps below. But why even say that now? Because you're at the end of the video. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Peace.